This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we hope to provide a place of connection, rest and encouragement for you who are on the journey of living out your passion and purpose in Jesus Christ just like us. We are excited to be with you today and talk about preparing for Pentecost. My name is Sister Miriam James and I am joined by my dear friends, my wonderful sisters in Christ and companions on the journey, Heather and Michelle. Heather Kim, how are you today, my dear friend? I am doing great. It is a glorious day up here. Super beautiful outside. So, I'm loving it. It's finally flip-flop weather in British Columbia. How are you, Michelle? (laughs) Well, it's always flip-flop weather here. Don't uh, rub it in. Totally rubbing, but uh, (laughs) can I say Tulip Festival? That's all I have to say to you, Heather. Anyway, um, it's a beautiful day. I'm good. I'm sitting here drinking an iced tea from Chick-fil-A. So life is good. How are you, sister? I'm doing well. I'm helping out at a retreat uh, just as part of the intercessory team for the certain retreat. So it's been nice to be with the retreat participants. And it has been cool and rainy here, which as a southern Texan right now, I'm really loving the northern weather. So I can't complain at all. Good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's been good. So, my dear friends, so we're going to talk about uh, Pentecost is coming up, which is the birthday of the church where the Holy Spirit pours out his life upon us, his love upon us. And so we're going to talk about how to prepare. Many times, you know, we hear about Pentecost and people say, well, you should wear a red sweater to Mass. So if our whole version of Pentecost is wearing a red sweater to Mass, we're in trouble. So we're going to talk today about how to prepare for Pentecost in the days coming. So you still have a week before that happens. And we're going to use St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 3, verse 17, where he says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And what we see in the lives of the apostles, when you read the Gospels, you see that the disciples you know, went from living with Christ and you know, denying him and the, 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 the crucifixion and, the, and everything that happened. And then you see they come to this place where Jesus appears to them after he resurrects from the dead. And he tells them to wait until they're clothed with power from on high. He's going to send another advocate for them. And this is exactly what happens in the upper room where they're gathered together with Our Lady and they're gathered together in prayer and the Holy Spirit descends upon them and their whole lives are changed and the whole church is changed. The whole world is changed because the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So, Michelle, I know you've recently given a talk on this and you are a Holy Spirit girl. You're one of my fiery Holy Spirit women. So what stirs in your heart when you think about Pentecost and the coming of the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom? What's your heart about that? Um, well, at first, I was just thinking about the red sweater, and of course, I don't have a red sweater. So I'm thinking, should I go buy something new for Pentecost? Like, that's an excuse. Like, you need an excuse to buy something new. Okay. And so, I'm like, this is how my mind goes. There's nothing um, thinking about the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking, oh, a new red dress. That would be great. Um, so, I divert. So, for me, yeah, Pentecost is probably one of my favorite feast days, but I guess for me, this Pentecost, um, I feel it's like there's a real sense of anticipation um, for me that I haven't felt, um, it feels like, in a couple of years before. So I'm really just anticipating this Pentecost. I don't know, maybe it's because it's the 50th year anniversary of the Charismatic Renewal. There's a lot going on in Rome for that, and we have friends traveling there to be a part of that, which will be really exciting. But for me personally, I think the Holy Spirit has become um, just more tangible in my life this past year 
than he's been. You know, I think there's different times in your spiritual walk where you feel closer. I mean, at least this has been my experience where you feel closer to a certain part of the Trinity, like where you're all about the father, you know, and just being a daughter or you're all about Jesus, you know, and then a romance between this. But for me, the last really year and a half, two years has all been about um, just the Holy Spirit and a real partnership with him and a co-creation with him and that he is um, like not just the third person of the Trinity, like the stepchild of the Trinity, but mm-hmm. he has something tangible and, um, but he is the fire and the power, but he is the one that animates, you know, I feel like he's the Pixar of the Trinity. Like, he's the <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. you know, life, he brings animation, he brings spirit, he brings life, he brings breath. And then I feel like he's really stirring things up now. Um, it was interesting last week, we had just a couple of situations that came up with transition that kind of caught me off guard. And I went to go pray and it was really windy outside. It was really stormy here. And the, I felt like God was leading me in prayer. Just like, okay, the spirit will blow where it wills. You know, that's a scripture. And um, I think it's John spirit will blow where it wills. And so it was like a, um, I almost felt like the Holy spirit was playing a game with me saying, what do you know about me? Mm. And I'm saying, like, I know you blow where it wills. I know that you have a reason and you are um, sovereign. So I know when you blow, I know wherever you blow, um, that wherever you take us, that you will teach us and you will show us. Because it says when the spirit leaves, the advocate will come. This, again, is in the book of John. And he will teach you all things, that he is a teacher. And then I also know wherever he leads us is to a place of deeper freedom and more freedom. Mm. So... And these were just like really good, like reminders to myself, but I felt like God was leading me in prayer. Like, okay, what do you know? You don't know what's going to happen with this situation, but the Holy Spirit's in charge. And these are the things that you do know. He's sovereign. He will teach me. It's freedom. And, um, and I'm just excited to see where he is. And I like when things get shaken up a little, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the fun to me, part (laughs) to me. So it's all good. Heather, what about you? Sometimes. You know, it's like the Holy Spirit is seems for some people to be just reserved for the charismatics. <laughs> and mm. maybe it's just in our minds. You know, sometimes our preconceived ideas or experiences, and some of our experiences are very valid, you know. Like, just sort of lead us into things that we may not realize are actually keeping us from some things that God desires. So, you know, the Holy Spirit has radically changed my life. I mean, what can I say? I'm totally excited about Pentecost. I, I, um, I'm I, excited about praying into that and preparing for Pentecost. And, and I too am standing with an anticipation in these days right now that God is about great things and the Holy Spirit is stirring something, something new and something powerful in the church. And, you know, I just want to be listening and available and open to what the Holy Spirit is doing. Um, I don't want to miss it. You know, I don't want to miss it. And yeah. and Jesus has sent us the Holy Spirit to be with us. And uh, I think that's something we need to pay attention to. You know, in my own life, um, I was a good Catholic going to church, blah, 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 as a kid, just kind of then got into the boring stage. And I ended up at this retreat when I think I was like 14 years old. And I saw these people worshiping and, you know, raising their hands. I was like, oh, my gosh, they are such losers. You know, (laughs) I was like the total judgmental kid that I was. And I thought, that's what the old ladies at our church do in the prayer group, you know. And I just had so much judgment around all of that. But what I started to witness very quickly was that these young people were encountering Jesus in a way that I had not before. There was something very real going on. And uh, Pope Francis says about the Holy Spirit that 
he leads us to an encounter with Jesus. The Holy Mm. Spirit guides us into the truth and helps us enter into a deeper communion with Jesus. And that really has been my experience. You know, Peter Herbeck from Renewal Ministries was speaking at that conference and he came up to me and prayed over me, um, just inviting the Holy Spirit to come. It was very simple. And, you know, I was just open a little bit. I didn't even understand, like, what exactly was happening. I just knew that I wanted to encounter Jesus in a deeper way and that moment radically changed my life. You know, I, I it, it made everything come alive. So I've experienced that, that the Holy Spirit has led me into deeper intimacy with Jesus. I went back to church and all of a sudden the scriptures came alive. It was like everything had life in it and made it personal and it made sense to me and it was relevant in my life. And that outpouring of the Spirit, even though I had been, you know, confirmed and baptized and all of that, it was a different kind of outpouring that made everything come alive, um, which that's what I'm praying for right now. You know, as we approach Pentecost, mm-hmm. that it would happen again, like in my own heart, in the hearts of all those that I'm that are dear to me, and uh, in our communities, and in our church, and in other churches, and um, that the world would just be set on fire with the Holy Spirit, and that freedom would come. Mm-hmm. Sister, what are some of your thoughts? Oh, I love it. I, for me, I love the talk about encounter and just being set aflame. And really one of the first experiences that I had with the Holy Spirit was through the witness of a priest that mentored me, which I might talk about him often just because he was so instrumental in my own conversion. But I, my parents had gone to a life in the spirit seminar when I was younger and they tried to get me to go, but I wasn't having any of that. And, um, but meeting father, just seeing how he lived, a life in the Holy Spirit. He just was so charismatic in his mannerisms and in his life and how he lived. And it wasn't some sort of any sense like a manifestation of any, I mean, he did have healing gifts and things like that, but it was how he lived the ordinary daily life in the power of the Holy Spirit that was so captivating to me. And, you know, later on that scripture passage that we just read from Second Corinthians um, chapter 3, 17, it goes on to talk about the transformation that we're transformed through the Holy Spirit. We're transformed into one degree of glory to another. And I could see that transformation in his life. And so it's this, the fire comes and it purifies, you know, what are we set free from? We're set free from all the things that keep us from being fully alive, fully human, all the areas of our pride and self-reliance and all the areas that we are, are short-sighted and we don't love the Holy spirit. Who's the love between the father and the son comes to burn away all that is not human, all that is less than to bring us into the full destiny, the full glory of who we're called to be as sons and daughters of God. And that reality of that day-to-day life, that the gifts that were given in our baptism and our confirmation that, and also in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the continual encounter with Christ, those gifts are poured out and they're not denied to anyone. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why looking at father and just seeing how he lived his life and just, you know, looking at the acts of the apostles. And lately I've been so captivated by the change that has taken place in Peter and John and Paul and all these people that were, you know, before a bit, you know, lax or they were a bit persecuting the church or they were just cowards. And they had an encounter that changed their life and it changed their life so much that they ended up giving their life for Christ. And I just, I, I've been praying about that a lot lately. Like, you know, Lord, speak those words in me. What is that conversion? It's, it's not a one-time thing. It's the continual allowing the purification to come. It's the continual giving the gift of our, it's walking in humility. It's, it's serving one another. It's those areas that the Holy Spirit enables us to become like him. I mean, and that's what the Holy Spirit is. He's a sanctifier. He makes Christ present in our life. And so it's through that encounter that I, I saw it firsthand 
And I, I, I read it in the Gospels. I read it in the Acts of the Apostles. And I, I want that. And so I agree with both of you. You know, we've been talking about this for a long time. You know, what's what, 100 years of Fatima this year? It's 50 years of the charismatic renewal. Uh, you know, God, God's really doing great things again on earth. And he's speaking something to our church now. He's doing a new thing now. And so I, I want to be on board with that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Whoa, yeah. sister, you just dropped some major truth bombs. I, I'm like, I think people are going to have to rewind that section about three times <laughs> to catch all of the wisdom that you just that just came out there. That was awesome. So good. And I think, yeah, discussing uh, the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, that's amazing. You know, and the thing that I've been coming to in the last decade of my life is is a deep realization that this isn't just stuff for 2000 years ago that we read about in a story or just for Amen. the apostles or it just like is kind of like almost a fairy tale in our minds. It's like, well, that's what happened then. That was the birth of the church. That's when everything was, you know, really, really going on. You know, this is supposed to be happening now. That same transforming power of the Holy Spirit is supposed to be active in our lives right now. And that gives me hope, like thinking about Peter, for example, and just his failure and his shame and his denial and all the ways that he screwed things up and what the Holy Spirit did to transform him to become, mm. you know, the first pope, the the rock of the church. You know, this it's, it's absolutely un- unbelievable and can really be a source of hope for us, especially those of us who feel... Like we're unequipped, like we don't have what it takes. We don't we don't have what it takes to be about great things. And I think that's one of the major stories around Pentecost that comes clear is that none of them had what it took. They were all afraid. Oh, they were locked amen. in a room. They didn't know what to do. They had lost hope. They were fearing for their life. And the Holy Spirit came and radically changed everything, like you said, to the point that they were willing to die for the faith. I mean, you want to talk about transformation. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Only that can come from God. That's not just a, well, I'm going to think strong thoughts, you know, and I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> think about some positive vibes, you know, like you don't put oh, your life gosh. on the line for something uh, unless... It, it it is really not human what happened there it is absolutely the power of god and, supernatural and that can yeah. happen now you know so mm-hmm. for the places we feel scared afraid we don't know i mean these are the places that daily we need to be inviting the holy spirit mm-hmm. to transform michelle oh, how yeah. have you seen the transforming yeah. power of the holy spirit well i was thinking what sister said about purification you know and i think that is a huge one like um to make room for the Holy Spirit to come, you know, to really make room to clean our, you know, to make room for him to really move in us in power. Like, you know, you look upon Mary, Mary's a perfect example. She was purely purified, you know, she was without sin. So God was able to do the impossible through her, you know, co-creating with her, like born the impossible out of her, but he wants to do the same things with us, but we have to, um, be in partnership with him to be purified. And one of my favorite things is like sayings is repentance leads to revival. You know, Mm. we repent from his kindness. And when we repent, we empty ourselves out, but it leaves room for the Holy spirit to come in and to revive us and to animate us and to bring us to fullness and life so that we can do these greater things through him. Mm. You know, it is just our handing over our just crap or junk that he can move through us. It's just that being openness and making room for him, you know, just setting the table for him to come in power and to come um, to do great things through us and move in us and um, transform our hearts. You know, that is, you know, something that just is exciting to me. So like for me, preparing for Pentecost, I'm like, okay, what are areas that I really need 
to be a self-aware of and really areas like examination of conscious where areas that I really need to repent of. How am I blocking the spirit? How am I grieving the spirit in my own life? You know, and you could say, oh, but I don't grieve the spirit. I'm open to this, this. I mean, that's just whatever junk. There's always areas of <laughs> grieving. Always. I mean, there's always something that Amen. we're doing. And, you yeah. know, and asking you, really you shall receive. <laughs> yeah. 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 Asking <laughs> hey, you shall I, receive. That is true. Yeah. Ask what it is. Hey, I use appropriate language. Ask <laughs> <laughs> was exciting. You dropped a Southern girl on us. That was great. Um, but yeah. So where am I grieving the Holy Spirit for this Pentecost? So I can repent, you know, and Amen. I love the Holy Spirit doesn't condemn. He convicts. And Amen. I think that's the difference. You know, his kindness mm-hmm. leads us to repentance because mm-hmm. he wants more for us and he wants mm-hmm. to work um, fully through us. And that is the beauty of the Holy Spirit and being in partnership with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but- well, I love that, Michelle. And it's, it's really true. It's like when you go to a coach and you want to perform at the highest levels, you know, professional athletes and they have all kinds of people on their team that help them excel at the highest levels. And so a coach, a good coach is going to look at your form and look at your fundamentals and look at your track record and see how he can make you better. And so the only way they can do that is by pointing out areas where you can improve. You know, they encourage you in the areas that you're doing well, and they, they point out areas that you can improve. And so I love that you said that because the Holy Spirit, it's true. I mean, the accuser, Satan is the accuser. The Holy Spirit never accuses, but he convicts us to lead to, as you said, righteousness, to lead to the fullness of who we're called to be. But if I'm not willing to go there and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me and say, okay, here, here's some areas where you're not free. You know, because he wants to lead us to freedom. So here's areas where you're in bondage. You're in bondage to fear. You're in bondage to sin. You're in bondage to your own self-will. I want to free you so you can be the person that you're destined to be. We have to give him space to do that because we can't make ourselves holy. Only only God can do that. And he loves to do that. Oh, he delights to do that. But he's he's a good coach, right? You know, he's going to. He's going to help us to the, to the, you know, infinite degree. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. the key is that the Holy Spirit speaks to us about difficult things because the Holy Spirit knows who we are made to be. And that, oh. and that's very different than like, come on, get your crap together. You know, you got to do better. You got to work harder. You got to look mm-hmm. at this. You got to, you know, that mm-hmm. leads to scrupulosity and shame and all of these things that are not of God. And sometimes that we mistake that voice for God, unfortunately. You know, we have these misconceptions of the type of God that we have. But the Holy Spirit really leads us into that transformation of who we are made to be, who we are meant to be. And so, you know, he he enlightens us to be more sensitive to who God is and more sensitive to sin in our life, more sensitive to the ways that we're off the mark, Um, not in a failure way, but in a this is keeping you from who you really are made to be. And, and that's what he, I think we need to come back to. The Holy Spirit is the love between the Father Amen. and the Son. You know, who doesn't want the love of God in their hearts? You know, yeah. this is this isn't just about oh yeah, I like Jesus and I like the I don't really like the Holy Spirit or I'm not really really into that or you know it's not really my thing or whatever. The Holy Spirit is God. God is our thing, you know, and that the Holy Spirit is the love. Gosh, that's just so captivating. I'm like, I want the love of God in my heart. I want to be filled with, surrounded with, healed by, enlightened with the love of God. And that is really how we can invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts in a deeper way so that we're able to share and receive the love of God, which is transforming, you know, for sure. 
Well, yes, and he's the advocate. You know, Jesus says, I'm going to send you another advocate. And that word actually means attorney, somebody who's going to argue on your behalf. So he's our comforter. He's for us. The Holy Spirit is for us. You know, like you said, Heather, he's the love between the Father and the Son. And so he's going to be on our side, encouraging us along the way, encouraging us to to the true excellence of, of who we're called to be. So he's going to he's going to comfort us and he's going to bring us to to greatness. Really, that's what the Holy Spirit desires, because ultimately we're called to become one with God, one with the Trinity, which we can't even imagine. We're called to live the beautiful life, the blessed life of God. And so uh, he wants to help us do that. Mm-hmm. And, and it is the spirit, it says in Scripture, in Romans, that that cries out, Abba, Father. Oh, you amen. Know, the Spirit is what has made us adopted sons and daughters of God, which is something I think that we rarely uh, meditate on enough, and and we really, it's so hard for us to grasp. I oh, mean, we're yeah. adopted sons and daughters of God. That in mm-hmm. and of itself is, I mean, should blow our doors off every morning we wake up, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something about that that we need to meditate more deeply on, especially for those of us who have such deep wounds, and many of us do, with, um, you know, our, our security and attachment mm-hmm. to God and, and uh, any rejection in our life, that this is where the Holy Spirit can heal and bring freedom. And we should expect signs and wonders from the Holy Spirit. This is what happened at Pentecost. They walked out the doors filled with the Holy Spirit. They started speaking in tongues and people were healed and people were raised from the dead and all of that happened. And I, you know, this, this is still happening in the church today, whether we realize it or not, it is. And I think that, that it can only happen more. And God has promised that, that we would do even greater works than these. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about ladies preparing for Pentecost, which is coming up, Michelle, can you give our listeners, you give such great practical advice. Can you give us our listeners some practical tips on how, you know, for those listening, how can they prepare? Like, how can they make fertile the soil for the coming of the Holy Spirit? Um, I mean, I think it's just, you know, a simple one and we say it, but, um, you know, but really going to the sacrament of reconciliation, mm-hmm. you know, and confession, like, one of the things I love about sacraments, just being Catholic is the liturgical, um, just being a liturgical girl, like I love that sacraments are tangible love, you know, Amen. and I love that sacrament, in my mind, I tell my little ones, like sacraments are basically kisses from heaven, they're tangible love, but that, especially the sacrament of reconciliation is the sacrament of healing, you know, it is a sacrament to heal us, but to open us up to make room for the Holy Spirit, um, and I think um, you know, a beautiful Pentecost novena, like this podcast will probably air on Monday. So we'll already be in the novena, but the whole idea of novena started between the time between Ascension and Pentecost, the nine days, because the apostles were preparing and okay, Jesus went up, something must come down. Like, all right, what's going <laughs> to happen here? He said, it's better that I leave you. So they're like, what the heck he left? What's going to be better than him being here with us? And that just amazes me. Okay, the Holy Spirit, it's better than I leave. Okay, so this Holy Spirit's got to be a stinking great gift, you know, that's coming. So how do we make room for him? You know, for me, it's okay, going to confession, you know, making that room. It is praying this Pentecost novena, which I like it because it talks about the gifts and the fruits of the uh, the Holy Spirit. I think a lot of times we think about Pentecost, we think about just the gifts, like the tongues of fire, speaking in tongues, healing the sick, raising the dead, all those kind of stuff. But we forget about the fruits of the spirit, you know, gentleness, self-control, kindness, you know, and um, like what kind of fruit are we bearing of the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. You know, I would love when people are so zealous in their faith, 
But when you're just plain mean, baby, you're not bearing much fruit, in my opinion. And so, um, you know, so just um, what fruits do I need to be cultivating? Um, not just self-awareness and probably going to buy a red dress. Yeah, preparing for that, too. But anyway, uh, <laughs> do that. Heather, how are you preparing for Pentecost? Stop laughing. How are you preparing for Pentecost? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in on that novena as well. It, there is um, if you don't know, there's a novena thing you can sign up for, and it just sends you like the novenas that are coming up um, for different saints and feast days, and so there it'll be sent to your to your email every day. So that's the one that I'm gonna do because I forget things and I need a reminder. So <laughs> that's a really convenient way for me. Um, also. Uh, Father Dave Pavanka, who is a Franciscan, um, we know him from Franciscan University of Steubenville, but he's created this beautiful series called The Wild Goose, which you can download online for free. And it is so beautifully done. The, the videography, the content, it's beautiful and deep and captivating. I think it's a wonderful series. It's a 14-part series. Um, people can access that. That is a wonderful way to prepare. And I've, I've watched the videos before. But right now, I bring it up because I want people to access those videos, but also because he is calling people to gather together, whether it be in your home or in a church or whatever it looks like, on the eve of Pentecost, to pray for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit, mm. to pray mm. for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit. And so... I, I will be doing that. We did that last year. We went to a wedding, and the wedding just happened to finish up late Saturday night, and we all just walked over to the church, a big group of us, and prayed in the church and just invited the Holy Spirit to come. You know, just saying the prayers like, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, enkindle in us the fire of your love, and you will renew the earth. These are prayers that we can say every day. You know, every day we should be praying for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I think the church and its wisdom just gives us these beautiful occasions to remind us and to help us celebrate well and open our hearts up. How are you preparing, sister? I, uh, very similarly to you, I'm going to go to confession and, you know, make my heart open to God and allow him to cleanse me. And certainly the Pentecost Novena, I, I'm, I can't wait to start that. And uh, I love, I, I'm a huge Bishop Robert Barron fan. Maybe I'll talk about that in my one thing, but I know he does some daily things as well and just preparation in general. But something that I, I, I love that you brought up the prayer, come Holy Spirit. That's such a powerful prayer that we can just utter that on our lips anytime, anytime when you're walking, anytime you're in the grocery store and you need clarity, you need encouragement, you need something to happen just to say, come Holy Spirit. And maybe that's our prayer this week is we're conscious of that as those words come to the surface, just to say them out loud, come Holy Spirit, come Holy Spirit, help me. How do I give advice to this person? How do I navigate this? How do I, what would you like me to do? What, what would be more, what would be more pleasing to you? How can I enter into your love more deeply? Come Holy Spirit. And I really was convicted about a year or so ago to memorize all the gifts and the fruits of the Holy Spirit. And I just pray for those every morning now from wisdom, understanding, knowledge, counsel, fortitude, piety, and then all the fruits. And just, I, I'm convinced of that. If my life is not bearing good fruit, then I need to look at the tree, what's at the roots. And so just asking for those gifts and fruits every day and attending to the parts of my soul that are not bearing fruit that's it's glorifying to God. And so just that continual asking the Holy Spirit just to come. Like I really honestly it's like come Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I found myself yeah. doing that too. Like when I'm at a loss for words, I'm in situations I don't I don't know what to do. Even sometimes I'm just driving my driving in my car and I'm just repeating mm -hmm. that. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Or I'm witnessing something difficult. 
you know, I, those are that's the prayer that's been just coming onto my lips often mm-hmm. within the last several months. So I think it's a re- it can be so simple for us. You can do it yeah. anywhere. You can open your heart at any time, and that's mm-hmm. the goal, isn't it? It's the goal is deeper union with the Trinity, and this is just a wonderful opportunity to deepen our relationship with God. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, on that note, ladies, uh, what, what's your, as we prepare for Pentecost, what is your, your one thing this week that's uh, rocking you as we prepare? Michelle, do you have a one thing you'd like to share with our lovely listeners? I do. And of course, it's a book because, you know, <laughs> I am avid book reader. But one of my good friends sent me two different books, but I'm just going to talk about one for Mother's Day, which is like the perfect gift to give to me for Mother's Day, which was sweet because, you know, I'm not her mother and she still gave me Mother's Day gifts. And um, but it was an author that I hadn't read before. And his name is um, Adam Grant. And she sent me the book called Originals, How Nonconformists Move the World. And it is fascinating. It is talking about how um, nonconformists change and shape the world, how people that think outside the box um, really change and what it means to take risk and be creative and really create revolutions in the world that bring forth, you know, goodness, you know, and it comes from like a business standpoint, but a research standpoint, kind of very Brene Brownish, but mm. for um, creatives. And so it's really, really great book. Um, and I heard he has a couple other ones I can't wait to get my hands on because I really like his style of writing. And I heard he has some TED Talks, too. So I can't wait to mm. check those out. But um, I'll send you the TED Talk, sister. So um, no, please do. Yeah, it's good. So it's Adam Grant and it's Originals. And so that is my one thing. Heather, what about yours? Um, My one thing is a Catholic musician, worship leader named Joe Zambone. And I, Hmm. he's a, he's a young adult uh, Canadian worship leader and he writes music and has recorded some CDs and, and I had heard about him, um, especially through our young adult communities, but I had never really encountered his music before. So I heard he was coming into town and I thought, I I just want to see him live. I don't want to listen to a CD. I just want to see him live. And I was so blown away by this guy. Mm -hmm. Like he, the way that he shared his story and stories of restoration and love and loss and beauty and pain and all of the all of these things and he just wove his story in between the songs it it had me teary a few times like it was very anointed and I, was, I know girl you don't know i'm i'm way too i'm way too sensitive <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it was so beautiful. Oh, I he love was, you guys. He was so, gosh, I just haven't seen something like that in a long time. It was really stunning. It was like, you know, the glory of God coming through the wounds. That That's what the experience oh. was like listening to him. And he was even better live than on his CDs. I mean, it was really wonderful. So I'm going to throw up a link to uh, one or two of his songs, but... He's just worth checking out and supporting and and just praying for. I just love people who bring their creative gifts into the church. And it was really a night of healing. It was beautiful. So that's Joe Zambone. How about you, sister? Oh. 
Oh, well, I'm a huge Bishop Robert Barron fan, I have to say. I just love him, and I really think he's the Bishop Fulton Sheen of our time. And so he has a simple offering every day. If you go to his website, Word on Fire, you can sign up for daily um, daily kind of thoughts that he builds on the homily or like the, the scripture readings for the day, for mass readings for the day. So he'll usually take the gospel or he'll take the readings in a whole and just kind of give you a couple paragraph synopsis of thoughts for the day. And those come in every morning in your inbox. And I can't tell you how often I've found those so they're all wonderful really great and so just like a tool for the journey just to kind of give you some food for thought for the entire day as you go through your day and he's also very learned and just you know very filled with charismatic uh, gifts and enthusiasm and so word on fire is his website and that's bishop robert Barron for his daily meditations Thank you so much for joining us, and we're going to be praying for you in preparation for Pentecost and praying for the freedom of the Holy Spirit to come upon you and to bring you into closer conformity to Jesus Christ. If you enjoyed our podcast, would you please give us a rating, give us a review on iTunes or abidingtogetherpodcast.com. You can subscribe to us. You can share an episode with a friend, and we hope that you're enjoying the journey. So come Holy Spirit, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. God bless you.